Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. It is, what day is it? November 28th. Jeez, November 28th, 2021. This is show 842, and it's going to be kind of a classic style show. going to cover some commentary on uh, episode 2 of the Star Trek Picard series. And that episode is called Maps and Legends. Uh, that uh, That's what we're going to be mainly doing this week. Talk about some other things, what I've been watching the last couple of weeks. Uh, hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving for those in the U.S. listening. I did and uh, saw the uh, grand sons, boys, Cameron and Bryson, which is still always hard to understand or believe. Un- not understand, but believe that... Uh, my wife and I have two grandsons, but uh, yeah, so uh, that uh, was fun, and we watched them actually yesterday, and that was fun too, so got a lot of good uh, family bonding time the last few days, but now it's Sunday, it's podcast day, and I'm talking to you guys about movies and TV and Star Trek Picard and all kinds of stuff. So much Star Trek, really, right now. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a, in a few moments, but um yeah, that's what's coming up. Hope everybody's doing well, and let's get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, folks, I am here and got my tea, and it's a snowy morning here in Michigan. We had about, where I live, we had about two or three, maybe like three inches of snow overnight. It started yesterday in the afternoon. Uh, Like I said earlier, our grandkids were over. Well, the one's pretty young still, so he stayed inside, but I took the took Bryson, the, the three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, we went out. Well, he's not quite really three-and-a-half, birthday in August. So whatever that is, three-and-a-quarter or something. But you know how little kids are with their their ages, you know. They got to every, – every little thing you got to, you know, adds up. So later in life, you kind of try to go backwards. But, um, but, yeah, so we got some snow, which is – yeah, that's fine. You know, these days with mostly mostly working at home, it's kind of not as big of a... <laughs> I don't get as concerned about snow anymore, which is nice, at least. You know, the the weather, I've talked many, many, many times about, you know, my feelings about it a little bit. And, and just, it's, you know, winter isn't really that bad if, if you don't have to really go out and drive around in it. Driving is always kind of a pain. I don't care how good of a car truck suv you have if you have snow tires i don't care anything you have it's all uh not that much fun unless you're out like you know in the wilderness snowmobiling or something but just it's just uh yeah it it can be very very treacherous and uh, i'm glad we didn't really have too much weather over the holiday itself over thanksgiving it was it was pretty calm so cold and we had some rain a little bit of rain that day but um 
But anyway, uh, let's get past the weather. Let's talk about other stuff. So we'll, we'll go briefly. I'm only going to talk, try about talk maybe only about 10 minutes about other things. And then we'll get into the Picard episode pretty quickly here. Try to at least. I know I always say that and I always feel like it's kind of <laughs> like I, I then I am talking about twice as much of that time. But um, the uh, what I wanted to say is a couple things. One, I saw the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I've said it before. I'm not Ghostbusters is not a huge thing for me. It's one of those, you know, movies. I enjoy those movies, but it was never some people really love it. It's kind of like Independence Day, the first one. It, 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 for some reason those those movies are okay, but I just they just didn't do a whole lot. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fun and funny stuff in Ghostbusters and it's and it's it was uh, gosh, it's so long ago those movies came out. I feel like I should rewatch re should have rewatched uh, you know because there are definite connections. I'm not gonna spoil these these movies, although I think everyone's kind of heard that a little bit. Um, between the originals and this, this is pretty much its own thing, though I would say. I, I mean, uh, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's got a very Goonies feel because there's there's kind of kids involved and kind of on an, a big adventure. So it's I, I I felt like it was kind of a throwback kind of a movie, which is good. I, I like that the, that era and that kind of style of movie, and we don't get that very much anymore. Uh, so that was nice. And yeah, so I saw that uh, last week. wasn't super busy um, when I saw it, but uh, I think it's doing pretty good at the box office. I've already talked about Eternals. I think that was the other movie that I saw last at the theater. Yeah, I've already talked about that a bit. Um, so we won't talk much more. I still think that's a it's a pretty good movie, although I think it's a lot more of a deep cut, which is what I called it. Like at the time, I said it was a uh, you know, just uh, I don't think it's as much for the casual viewer as, as some of the other Marvel movies have been. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I still liked it. Still watching uh, a lot of uh, streaming TV, started some new things. Wheel of Time, Dexter's back. Um, there's this new series on it's on uh, Netflix called Cowboy Bebop, which is based on an anime show uh, that um that is also pretty good so that those are all good and enjoyable i probably talk a little bit about wheel of time i guess because i've i think that was one of maybe one of the more anticipated ones and i i've said it many times quite a few times but those books i enjoy those books a lot the first ones i i really had trouble in the middle i i've not finished that series i've said all this i'm probably one day maybe read the rest of them i i would like to see how it all wraps up but the the tv show is not really grabbing me that hard honestly um it it's okay i think the cast is good they've changed some things from the books quite a bit actually i th i feel um it's kind of like that foundation series which really is nothing like the, the books and that and that I get that I, I, I those aren't that's not really my um, let's say problems or complaints about these things that they've been doing like foundation and wheel of time but I, I try to I'm viewing them I mean I've read wheel of time those wheel of time books it's been quite a while since I well I stopped at about book six or seven I think it was in foundation I read a long time ago 
but I look at them more of a standalone thing. Like, do I care about these characters? Am I invested? Am I interested? What, you know, and also I try to view them as like from an outside point of view to a degree of if somebody didn't know anything about this world. Um, I think, I think Wheel of Time is pretty easy to, to understand. You know, I always felt Wheel of Time had a very Tolkien feel to it. You know, it's about good versus evil. It's about a group, uh, you know, somebody, uh, a younger person given a lot of power, uh, you, you know, and, and it's, it's, there's a lot of similarities. The, um, you know, one little quick comment, and I, I, I'm going to try to say this, and I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way, but what is it about in the future where, where, um, where there's this even bigger division? You know, people always talk about, you know, um, division between men and women and racism and a lot of things, but we're not really, I guess, always in the future, but, I, you know, in some of these fantasy worlds. But, you know, they have the eye to eye in the Wheel of Time, which, which is this group of women that can wield this this one power thing, right? Magic, basically. And, and like, the, the men are kind of ostracized. I mean, I, I don't know. And then there, what was that? What's that other series that's been on like Hulu, the one with the Elizabeth Moss for Mad Men in it that I haven't watched. Um, but and that's a different thing. And I, I shouldn't talk about that because I haven't seen that. But my my point is, is like, the, this happens a lot. It, it, it's really, uh, and, and I don't know what the reasons are behind it. I, I, I don't know. But uh, it, it's funny how, how, how that is, is such a thing you know, in some of these stories, but all right, we'll go past all that. But the, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. I think wheel of time is okay. I think if I try to look at it from a few points of view, I'm only sort of a fan of the books to a degree, like I've said. So, you know, some of their changes are not really bothering me that they've done. Um, but you know, I could see some people who are really into the books, maybe having some trouble. I know Jen who I've, you know, who had on the show, obviously, you know, from the Anomaly podcast and is a big, big fan of those books. I saw some of her comments and I, I know she's liking it, although she admits that they've, you know, they've made some some changes and maybe she's not super thrilled with some of the changes, but she still seems to be enjoying it. Um, they've only, let's see, I've watched uh, the first three and the fourth one came out Friday, two days ago. I have not watched that one yet. I don't know how many they're doing in the first season, 10, 12. I've heard they're already have been uh, given the go-ahead. I think I've heard that they were given the go-ahead to do a season two, I think. Um, I don't think they did some back-to-back filming. I'm not really sure. I I shouldn't comment because I'm not positive of how that it's all happening. But, you know, this, uh, you know, um, like Game of Thrones, it's a monster story. I mean, they could certainly abbreviate it and do it in a few seasons and probably get the main points across. Like I said, I, I still feel those middle books really meander and not a lot happens. Um, there's a lot of material in there they could cut out. Let's put it this way. Um, I'm having a little trouble with 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 the um, – I, I like some of the cast. Not all of them. And it's more of – it's not just the cast. It's the character kind of thing a little bit maybe. Um, I don't know. There's something about the show that's just, we'll see how the first season ends up and we'll see what I feel like. But, but so far it's, it's, I'll I'll call it, I'm going to watch it. I'm enjoying it to a degree, but it isn't 
wowing me or thrilling me. I mean, Game of Thrones, I've always, I felt like that was a very epic series and story and this, and not everything has to be, you know, a, you know, a big epic. I feel like I'm kind of making excuses or something. I don't know. It's okay. And uh, I, I, that's about that's about where I'll leave it for right now. I mean, only after three episodes. Some people really do seem to be loving it. I've 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 seen very, let's say, strong opinions both ways on Wheel of Time so far. The show, the TV series. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? TrekSF at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, the other quick thing I wanted to mention is the new Hawkeye and uh, Kate Bishop basically show the Haw- Hawkeye series on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's only been two episodes. They've only released two. They, they came out on the Wednesday, last week Wednesday. It'll probably just, I think it's going to be a pretty quick series. I think it's only like six episodes. So we've already had two. There's only going to be four more. I think it's six. You know, these Marvel series have been really good, but they've been pretty short. Um, this show so far, the episode length is a bit longer than some of the other series, though. They were both 50-some minutes, I think, the first two episodes. I'm hoping the rest of them are like that. I, I like it. I, I The Hawkeye character is pretty fun. He's a lot more relatable than most of the rest of the Avengers. He's kind of an everyman somewhat, uh, really good with a bow and arrow, of course. But he, he's not a super-powered god or, or super soldier or a rich billionaire, you know, Iron Man-type character. So I, I like – it's kind of like the Daredevil uh, series and character – He's although that you know Daredevil does have superpowers, um, but he he does perform. Both of them kind of operate at more of a street level kind of thing, rather than the world ending, um, you know, and all that. Uh, but this is sort of a follow up to what happened in, in things in Endgame and others. It, it's um, they're not going back in time or anything like that. So uh, I like it. Um, and I, I've been enjoying it so far. There, you know, they've done some interesting things, and I, I really like Haley Steinfeld. Is that how you say her name? Uh, who's playing Kate Bishop? Uh, I, she's great. She's got a lot of energy and, and really does some cool things um, in the first couple of episodes. So, um, I guess quickly, let's talk Star Trek a little bit. I mean, I'm going to do this Picard commentary here in a minute, but Discovery's back. I've already watched the first two episodes of season four, and Prodigy finished its sort of first five or six episodes i think it's like at the midway point and taking a little bit of a break um prodigy is really good i, I mean it's it's not really even that much of a kid show truthfully it, it's funny but lower decks is almost more kitty humor in a way sometimes than and the, even the look of it than prodigy although there's some adult stuff in in lower decks that you probably wouldn't want in prodigy but not really strong adult things though um, and Discovery, let's talk quickly. Season four, another anomaly thing that they've got to deal with. That's, and I'll, I'll I'll jump in with the way a lot of people have been kind of moaning and groaning online. And I'll, I'll even though I'll I love Star Trek and, and I'll watch all these things. And but I, I I try to be a bit critical when necessary. I I think, and I think this is one time where I feel like I, I can be that way in the fact that they is it really got to be another, you know, basically thing, you know, just whipping through the galaxy and destroying everything and messing things up? I mean, can we go back to exploring a little or building the Federation up more or something? I I just, 
it, it's it, it becomes a little rinse repeat, you know, and I, I I don't know if is this the way discovery every season is going to be? I mean, they're at season four now. I'm kind of predicting we're gonna have maybe another couple of seasons maybe and th- and then they're gonna let uh, strange new worlds and maybe something even more than that take over a bit um but i don't know it it's good it it looks amazing i still feel like the acting and the actors in the show are just top of the line and, and fantastic but um i wish they would they would do away occasionally with the end of the <laughs> end of the galaxy end of the federation whatever end of starfleet so on and so forth but um yeah, I, I like the way the characters are interacting, though. They, they've really bonded, and there was some preliminary interviews they did on, like, on Star Trek Day, and some of the actors had mentioned that they had bonded a lot because of COVID and filming during that time, and it comes through, I think, on the screen a bit. So, so that's an interesting um, situation, I feel. So, all right, I've talked more than I... Th- sort of said I was going to, but that I wanted to run down all that stuff. A lot of things to watch. Gosh, so much. And more coming. You know, we have The, the Witcher Season 2, Book of Boba Fett uh, in December, later in December. We have, of course, the big Spider-Man movie coming in mid-December. Uh, just a ton of a ton of stuff to watch over the next month or two. So um, even while regular, what I call regular TV is kind of taking a bit of a break. Um and uh, oh, and then they're doing these weird things on the CW with Riverdale, The Flash. Um, they have these big events things, kind of five episode things going on. River Riverdale has become like the Twilight Zone. Uh, it's called they're calling it like River Vale now, and they're doing these very out there episodes. And I guess it doesn't have anything to do with the regular series. It's it's okay and it's fun, but it, it's sort of weird. But <laughs> I like weird. All right, let me get into episode two of season one of Star Trek Picard. Um, I really liked Picard. I really liked uh, the tone of it. It was a very different Star Trek series. I liked what they tried to do here. I thought that they pulled it off pretty well. Um, They did a lot, really, when you think about it in season one, involving, uh, you know, these androids and all of that stuff, along with Picard bringing Picard back and and the Romulans and the Borg and, and all the, you know, it's, it's been almost two years since it aired. So, you know, there are obviously going to be spoilers here if you're not up on Picard, but um, let's get into uh, maps and legends season two of, sorry, <laughs> episode two, season one of Star Trek Picard. Previously on Star Trek Picard. A group of rogue synthetics dropped the planetary defense shield, completely destroying the Utopia Planitia shipyard. Tell us, Admiral, why did you really quit Starfleet? Because it was no longer Starfleet. We're done here. What's happening? Vivi, please find the guard. He can help you. What do you want here? I was with my boyfriend. He murdered him. Something inside of me just. So some flashbacks or or not or recap of first episode everything inside of me says that i'm safe with you i had a dear friend commander data he painted you exactly as you are here and now that's impossible he named the painting daughter stay down she came here to find safety I owe it to her to find out who killed her 
and why? The androids that destroyed Mars came from this lab. No one has ever been able to redevelop the science used to create data. Then came Bruce Maddox. His theory was that data's entire code, even his memories, could be reconstituted from a single positronic neuron. Then data, or some part of him, would be alive. There'd be no way of knowing without examining... Gosh, data's daughter. They're created in pairs. Dr. Asher. Narek. Soji. Twins. Twins. So there's another one. Alright, so we're into the new episode, uh, second episode, so... Um... Attention all personnel. Happy first contact day. Celebrations will be held in... This is Utopia Planitia Shipyards at Mars, 2385, 14 years ago. So it says the date of Picard, it rated uh, 2399. By the way, there was a. Good morning, plastic people. Picard. Good morning, Mr. Pincus. Picard book that gives you a lot of good background on on why this this ends up happening and be you know a lot of a lot of good background. I've talked about it before. It's called something like Star Trek Picard. First duty or something like that. Every other you can look it up. high station in the yard gets off first contact day. Not us. What do we do wrong? To have a skeleton crew, you have to have skeletons. I bet my kids are having pink on her. Yo, F8. You get into any trouble last night? Hell yeah. Oh yeah? Doing what? Nothing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, F8, I got one for you. What's brown and sticky? Teratogenic coolant, isomclate residue, boson-enriched nanopolymer. A stick. You get it? No. Okay, so they got all these androids, basically, that sort of look a Dude little bit like me out. data, hey, kind of. He can hear you. And you can't offend them. They're not people. And they can rip through solid titanium without breaking a sweat. What are you, a sister? So it's really cool to see Utopia Planitia. Uh, of course, here shortly, some bad stuff is going to happen. They go back to using Uno amino matrices in the replicators. Space pineapples again. I know what's brown and sticky. So this this F8, this android here, is with a group of humans, and he's at the computers, they're eating, kind of in a, like a mess hall kind of a situation, and he's doing all kinds of stuff on this computer screen. What are you doing? Security alert. Multiple synthetic labor units have been compromised. Hey, get away from there! Deflector shields down in all sectors of Utopia Planitia. Repeat. Security alert. Multiple synthetic... So there are these satellites around Mars, basically, for protecting Mars, that he's sort of taking control of. Symphonid F8 has been compromised. We have a man down. Repeat, we have a man down. Grid down! Grid failure detected. Move immediately to designated safe zones. Containments have failed. Evacuate immediately. 
Orbital defense system compromised. Yeah, that, so... Emergency evacuation protocols in effect. He shot a bunch of humans and now he's gonna blast progress. himself. It allowed this defense crew that he knocked out, allowed um, enemy ships to come in and basically attack Utopia Planitia. Pretty, pretty devastating attack uh, and because of the failure this is getting into the theme song here so we can talk because of how the androids basically sort of went rogue there they they basically Starfleet slash the Federation bars all synthetic you know research basically they stop the whole all of it it gets all outlawed basically and and that's a big part of the show and, and you know they, that's what happens throughout the season we learn the hows and the whys uh, and things so let's talk a little bit about the episode specifically this uh, Maps and Legends written by Michael Shebaum and Akiva Goldsman a couple of the executive producers uh, directed by Haniel uh, Culpepper she directs quite a few episodes of Picard I think and again, this episode uh, takes place around 2399. Uh, the flashback there was 14 years earlier. It first aired on uh, January 30th, 2020. So just uh, this January, it'll be about a two year time frame. They're saying season two of Picard is going to be in uh, starting in February, I think. Probably basically after Discovery Season 4 ends, give or take a week or two. Um, now we're back at uh, the Chateau, Picard Chateau. We're showing the grapes and all that. and uh, Which was, this is all filmed in California, actually, that vineyard that they used. No matter or trace elements consistent with Josh Asha are present. Now they're in Picard's office. And they erase themselves. Well, it's certainly Telshiar's operational style, but... On Earth? Not even the Talashiar would have that audacity. Then who? It has to be. Shatvash. And here we go. These two what Romulan uh, people are Talshiar sort of indebted myth. to Picard and help him. It's the kind of boogeyman they used to frighten new recruits and children. Please explain. Here in the Federation, you refer to the Talshiar as the Romulan secret police. It's a bit redundant. You could put the word secret in front of almost any aspect of Romulan culture. I have heard, and I have reason to believe, that the Tal Shiar is merely a mask worn by another far older cabal. That before the Tal Shiar, there was the Jad Vash. Jad Vash is a term sometimes used to refer to the dead, the only reliable keepers of secrets. Ominous. No fitting, because that's the sole purpose of the Jad Vash. To keep a secret so profound and terrible, just learning it can break a person's mind. Are you sure she said that he was murdered here, in her apartment? She did. All apparent evidence to the contrary. Would it be foolish to ask what is the dread secret that the Jat Vash are keeping? No one outside the Jat Vash knows for sure. But I've heard whispers. Romulan methods of forensic molecular reconstruction are illegal in the Federation. Really? 
I've no idea. They're also unreliable, and uh, the results are dubious at best. Ah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what we wanted you to think. When I was a new recruit, one of my first handlers... My mother? ...got drunk on Romulan ale. My father. And let slip that at the heart of the Jat Vash mission was a deep, unassuageable loathing. A uh, loathing of whom? Not whom. What? So they're scanning, uh... They're scanning her apartment. So that yeah, because of what Dodge had said, the Picard and Laris. Uh, That's extraordinary. It said they operate without regard for treaty or jurisdiction, and not just in Romulan worlds, but in the Klingon Empire, the Gorn hegemony, even the Federation itself. And that they have kept this secret for thousands upon thousands of years. Cheeky fuckers. They've overwritten the particle residuum. Overwritten it? Yes, and in a very sophisticated way. It's barely detectable. It would read as instrument failure if you didn't know better, but it's not. It's a flat-out wipe. Can you recover it? Uh, have you never noticed the complete absence of any form of artificial life in Romulan culture? We don't have androids or AIs. We don't study cybernetics. Our computers are limited to purely numerical functions. They must have saturated this place in anti-leptons. At no small risk to themselves, by the way. This place hasn't just been cleaned, Admiral. It's been scrubbed. Is that to be expected of your Jatvash? Well, they're not my Jatvash, and I thought you didn't believe in them. I may be coming around. So then, all this is about the Jatvash hatred of androids. It's not simply hate. It's hate and fear and pure loathing for any form of synthetic life. Why? Oh, that I can't tell you, I don't know. But I am certain that is the silence that seals the mouths of the Jacques as surely and eternally as death. The operatives who did this wouldn't have wanted to leave the impression that the place had been scrubbed. We may find they've neglected something, some actual clue that lay tucked inside a false clue, as it were. Something like this, for example. No so they find any this, incoming this or outgoing calls. sort of computer terminal there, thing. But the indexes have been surgically deleted. There's no way to sort the data. Essentially, they've sterilized it so that it's qualitatively agnostic. There's no distinction. Everything looks like everything else. All we need is a record of any contact that she may have had with her sister. Mm, and no doubt it's in here, but it will look the same as everything else. It looked like her. Like Daj. What's her name? Um, Dr. Girati. She said that they would be identical twins, right? Even closer than twins, perhaps. Okay, so what's the first thing you do when you bring a new digital assistant online? Introduce myself. Exactly. Computers like efficiency. So what a computer does is build heuristics. 
shortcuts to the tasks it performs most often. You're saying that if they were indistinguishable, then the machine, at some point, could have mistaken the sister for Dodge. Exactly. And if it did, even for a few seconds before it flagged the error, then the tags might still be in here, overlooked by even the most diligent of scrubbers. Got you. Okay. These are all outgoing. These are incoming. It's her. Yeah, so they're able Ghost to obviously find uh, Can you tell me Dodge's sister. No. But I can tell you where she isn't. Non-local information packets are routed through subspace relays. This routing leaves tiny but unmistakable code marks. Non-local? I'm saying this transmission came from off-world. Are you certain? Wherever this girl was calling her sister from, that's nowhere on Earth. Yeah, it's on a Borg cube that the Romulans are uh, messing around with. Beautiful. And no one's ever said that before about a Borg cube. This isn't the Borg cube, Narek. It's the artifact. The Borg cube is mighty and omnipotent. So they're doing this sort of like flyby through the cube. The artifact outside is lost. In. It's pretty cool, nice CGI video. Severed from the collective. Broken. Vulnerable. You find vulnerability and brokenness beautiful. Is that strange? To find beauty in imperfection. Certainly not very Romulan. There's nothing very Romulan about this place at all. Apart from the current owners. And the profits you extract from the exploitation of Borg technology. Are you a subversive, Dr. Escher? Sent by our enemies to foment revolution among the researchers. Yes, I am. But it's too late now. You already slept with me. That makes you an accessory to my plot. <laughs> Clearly, I'll have to silence you. So this is Soji and this this sort of spy Romulan guy, Neric. They're kind of obviously in a relationship. He's basically using, you know, this to get everything he can out of her. Time for work. Yeah, me too. Oh, you have a job? Thought you were just some Romulan lounge lizard. Oh, we all have our part to play. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I just don't expect an answer. Are we allowed to be sleeping together, or is that a secret? Very much the latter. Is everything Romulans do a secret? Oh, I'm not at liberty to divulge that. Is your name actually in work? It's one of them. So is there anything you can tell me about yourself? Yes. I'm a very private person. So, see you at the checkpoint. Oh, really? I need to see how it works. In your new capacity as... Vikraneth Waswailum. Yes. 
said, can you keep a secret in Romulan? So. So can I. This guy was a pretty good character, I thought, in this season. You know, kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of nasty, but he also has a bit of a conscience later. You said Mary. I'd find you out here. Maurice. Hello, Jean-Luc. <laughs> it's been a very long time. Too long. I know there was a bit of trouble with the remote med scan, but I hardly expected a house call. <laughs> Let me just, um... Your office told me they would be forwarding the certificate for interstellar service as soon as you had seen the results. This is uh, a doctor that came to see Picard. Oh, I see. You might want something stronger. Your med scan came in at or above Starfleet minimums in every category. Cardiovascular, metabolic, cognitive. For a relic, you're in excellent shape. Just that little abnormality in the parietal lobe. I was told a long time ago that it might cause a problem eventually. Loss of appetite, mood swings, unsettling dreams, inappropriate displays of anger on interplanetary news hollows. <laughs> what do you think it is? I'd need to run more tests. It could be one of a number of related syndromes. Prognosis? Come on, let's have it, Dr. Benayoun. A few are treatable, but they all end the same way. Some sooner than others. I see. I need you to certify me to Starfleet as fit for interstellar service. Now, will you do it? I don't suppose you'd condescend to tell me why. Secret mission? We certainly had our share of those on the Stargazer, didn't we? Remember that time in the fire forest on Calyx Dr. and we... Ben Ayun, forgive me. You really want to go back out into the cold, knowing? More than ever, knowing. I don't know what kind of trouble you're planning to get into. Maybe if you're lucky, it will kill you first. So, uh, you know, that was some bad news for Picard. You know, he's got this brain thing going. So he's just beamed into uh, Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco. Great music, great setting. All visitors must report to main security desk. They have these sort of uh, uh, 
holographic views of starships hanging and the Enterprise is up there. Picard kind of smiles. He sees the Enterprise D kind of displayed above him. I uh, have a meeting with the CNC. I have an appointment. Of course, sir. May I have your name, please, sir? Oh, um, Picard. P-I-C-A-R-D, Jean-Luc. Ah, it's nice to see you up and around, Admiral. Welcome back. <laughs> Come. Up and around, yeah. Jean-Luc. Kirsten. Hello. May I? Yeah, she's not real happy with him. Apparently you have urgent Federation Broadcast. Business. I understood you to have left affairs of state behind. I am staying as far from it all as I can. So then what can I do for you? Bruce Maddox. What about him? I believe that he is using neurons from the late commander data to create a new organic synthetic. Well, that's not far from all of it. It is all of it. The Romulans are involved. This gets better and better. Commander Data was not only my colleague, he was my dear friend. And he gave his life, body and soul, to the Federation. And if there is a chance that some part of him still exists, then I think we have an obligation to investigate. There is no we, Jean-Luc. Kirsten, I know we have not always seen eye to eye. Nevertheless, I have a request to make. Based on my years of service, I want you to reinstate me. Temporarily, for one mission, I will need a small, warp-capable reconnaissance ship with a minimal crew. And if you feel that my rank uh, makes me too conspicuous, well then, I am content to be demoted to captain. Sheer fucking hubris. You think you could just waltz back in here and be entrusted with taking men and women into space? Don't you think I was watching The Hollow the other day along with everyone else in the galaxy? Should not have spoken in public. The Romulans were our enemies, and we tried to help them for as long as we could. But even before the synthetics attacked Mars, 14 species within the Federation said, cut the Romulans loose or we'll pull out. It was a choice between allowing the Federation to implode or letting the Romulans go. The Federation does not get to decide if a species lives or dies. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Thousands of other species depend upon us for unity, for cohesion. We didn't have enough ships left. We had to make choices. But the great Captain Picard didn't like his orders. I was standing up for the Federation, for what it represents, for what it should still represent. How dare you lecture me? Ignore me again at your cost. My cost? You are in peril, Admiral. There's no peril here. Only the pitiable delusions of a once great man desperate to matter. This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. So do what you're good at. Go home. Wow. Request denied. So what ended up happening, you'll read in the book if you read Card basically. Their son was going to go supernova. They, they asked the Federation for help, basically. Picard and other ships started to help. That's when some androids were being developed and used for that. Here, let me help you with that. Things kind of went sideways. So embarrassing. 
And then uh, Picard quit Starfleet basically when they stopped helping the Romulans Yesterday, when they walked away. My residency was supposed to start six months ago, but the Romulan Free State revoked it when I was halfway here. I have no idea why, or why they finally reinstated it. Well, that sounds about right. So we're back on the Borg Cube now. They still don't have a clear idea of how much damage this cube sustained. Or maybe they do and they just aren't telling. But anyway, you don't want to cross over into the gray zone without this turned on. Don't worry, you're going to be fine. Morning and welcome to There's this sign that said like this facility has gone 5840 like days without an assimilation without an assimilation You are standing inside one of the most destructive weapons ever known and though no longer active it remains potentially dangerous please don't venture outside of your designated research area assume that any fixture or instrument not personally known to be benign is malignant Romulans are into drama <laughs> not remove any object who is that that's narek he's new here too i didn't know romulans could be so hot from the gray zone will result in full prosecution me either while in the gray zone you are likely to encounter former members of the borg collective are you researching the xp please maintain a safe distance it's a little more hands-on and if your gradient badge starts to blink green run They call the uh, what what used to be more drones XBs or Xborg. So they get a lot of scientists, researchers, and stuff from the Federation. Humans, others. The Institute is eager to see your work by fruit, Doctor. How likely is the collective to reestablish a link to your board? Is it is it really wise to release them? Well, they're former Borg. And we're not releasing them, we're reclaiming them. There's really no danger. When a cube undergoes submatrix collapse, the collective immediately severs its link to the afflicted population. As far as the collective are concerned, this is just a graveyard. And what does that make us? The same as you find in any graveyard. Some have come to feed on the dead, some are ghosts, and a few, like you, Dr. Asher, have pinned their hopes on resurrection. Join you for the procedure. I'd, I'd like to see you work. That's not up to me. You need approval from the director of the Borg Reclamation Project. Hmm. Actually, I don't. So we're back at uh, Picard Chateau. Uh, you have a taste for the classics, I see. She, uh, I never really cared for science fiction. I guess I just didn't get it. <laughs> Picard doesn't like reading sci-fi. Well, She's holding a book of uh, robot stories yeah, by Asimov. It's hard to tear myself away from the action at my lab, but. <laughs> um, your preference? We have a selection. Earl Grey. I knew there was something about you. I gathered up uh, everything I could find for Maddox's tenure at the Institute. Most of what was there got black boxed after he disappeared. So this is Agnes Gerardi, who worked with, untouched. you know, Bruce Maddox on cybernetics. Bruce and Data were friends after a fashion. If Bruce is using, they actually Data's had a relationship. She's synths, just being 
Koi. It makes sense to model them after the painting Data made. Indeed. I also did a little digging into Dodge Asha. You're right. She was accepted at Daystrom. In fact, she was a perfect candidate. In hindsight, a little too perfect. Her credentials were bogus. It's more insidious than that. I checked with Regulus. Their records show she was enrolled there and her grade transcripts are on file. So she was what she claimed to be. She was a complete work of fiction. There's no record of her having actually attended our 3 SA. I, I, I'm no forensics maven, but my sense is that her entire identity was built all at once about three years ago. By whom? Bruce Maddox? He certainly had the ability. Motive? I don't know. People in the synthetic humanoid field tend to get a little mm, secret plan-y. Yeah, I, nope. I bet they do. Uh, yes, yeah. please. Thank you. <laughs> There you go. Oh, thank you. It breaks my heart that I never got a chance to meet her. Such a wondrous thing. And the damn Romulans just wiped her away. You asked me what the plan was, what she was after at Daystrom. I don't think that's the most relevant question right now. I think the question you should be trying to answer is... What about the other one? If she's really out there, and if the Romulans haven't gotten to her too, then where is she? And what is she after? So they try to uh, basically... Continuing procedure on patient 8923. Reclaim these drones, the remove their Borg, like, parts and things. And Time in regenerastasis, 14 years. Arm implant was successfully removed. I guess it's a good thing. Uh, Initiating ocular harvest procedure on Nameless. Hey, look, they're all wearing masks. You know, I hate it when you use that term. You may have mentioned that once. Why do you call them the nameless? Their species had a name, we just don't know what it was. Nameless is a name. Well, that's just wicked. No. Removing ocular processing core. That's yucky. Yeah. Tertiary mandible in. Payment complete. Tag for level 10 storage. Interlink transfer code. Firm cat. Tag for level 1. To Although these masks that these doctors are wearing okay. are like transparent. So we're back at the chateau. Picard is, is thinking deep in thought. It's like his little clock rings like 9 p.m. Of course, he wants to f get out there and figure out, you know, what happened. But of course, Starf Starfleet said no. So what's he gonna do? He opens this little desk drawer. Inside of it is his. Uh, I think this is his old com badge, right? Yeah. 
So he kind of steps outside. Puts his badge on. Raffi, it's Jean-Luc. Please, don't hang up. I need your help. I need a ship. He looks up into space. Who's Raffi? We'll find out pretty quickly. Picard again. And we all thought that he was safely mothballed on that vineyard of his. All these years, the Hermit of Labar. Now suddenly he is inescapable. That's one word for what he is. Going on and on about advanced synthetics, Bruce Maddox and... Bruce Maddox? Is he still alive? Does it even matter? And then there was this wild talk about clandestine Romulan anti-synthops here on Earth. It was just... It was just sad. One might be even inclined to say tragic. Admiral Clancy, I know I need hardly remind you. If the Romulans were running clandestine operations on Earth, I would know. And then you would know. And then all of Starfleet would know, because clearly, that would be an overt and intolerable act of war. Of course. Look, Commodore, obviously there's nothing to it, but I thought I'd better check. Out of an excess of caution, as they say. Just look into it. Of course. So this is, uh... Lieutenant Rizzo, to me, please. What? Who's actually a Romulan Have spy? You mad? Is it dementia? I beg your pardon? Sorry, but you're not a stupid man, so when I hear you say such a stupid idea, I have to ask for other explanations. Well, how about this? The daughter of the man whose death I have been mourning for two decades comes to me for help and assistance. And then she is assassinated in front of my eyes by a Romulan death squad who will then go and try and find and destroy her twin sister. And you want me to sit here worrying what to do about the spittlebugs on the pinos? I want you not to die. No one but the Talsiar could ever protect you against the Talsiar. She's not wrong. You can't go without us. Idiot! He cannot go at all. He's only safe here. He knows about them. They have to eliminate him. Nevertheless, I have to go. Go where? Go how? Well, I will get a ship and I will find Bruce Maddox. Wherever he is. Larry's... I have to do this. I don't yet fully understand all of it, but I know that it's important, and not only to me. No, of course, if it's important to Jean-Luc Picard, it must be important to the whole galaxy. <laughs> Go. And take that one with you. You can die together. Laris understands she's afraid for you. That's all. I know that. But... You have to stay here with her. The grapes are far more in need of protection than I am. <laughs> and it's less than a month to the harvest. But you can't do it alone. You need help, you need protection. Yeah. You need a crew. Riker, Worf, LaForge, hmm? No. I thought about it, and they would do it in a heartbeat, and that's precisely why I cannot ask them. They would put themselves at risk out of loyalty to me, and I do not want to have to go through that again. Okay. That's understandable. You need someone who hates you and has nothing to lose. I've already made the call. 
Come. You wanted to see me, Commodore? Take a look at this. Does that look like disruptor fire? There. Reflected in the handrail. Not to me, no. Admiral Clancy just called. Jean-Luc Picard came to see her. He has information about clandestine Romulan ops here on Earth. He referred to Jade Vache by name. He was trying to persuade her to give him his ship and let him go after Dr. Bruce Maddox. Although she did not mention that last part, nor the talk about Jade Vache. Then how do you know? Do not insult me, Lieutenant. It would not be advantageous for your career. Apologies, Commodore. This is unexpected. A dirty word. In our line of work. Perhaps the worst word of all. So you need me to take care of Picard? Your zeal and passion are commendable, but they are very nearly overbalanced by your impatience. There is a fundamental aptness in the word undercover, which you have yet to fully absorb. So I won't take care of him impatiently. I'll make it last as long as you like. Clancy has discouraged him adequately, I believe. And if the need arises, I will take care of Picard. I want you to stay on mission. You made a shambles of the operation here. Your team destroyed the thing before it could be interrogated and nearly blew our cover. We have one more opportunity. Do not squander it. Of course. I've put my best man on it. Have you? I worry about that one. He too has a troubling penchant for the unexpected. And I have had just about my fill of surprises, Lieutenant. Do I make myself clear? I will vouch for him with my life. Indeed, you will. Which is why I strongly recommend that you manage this case in person. Of course. Everything is at stake. See that he does not fail. Yeah, Starfleet gets it, you know, does. infiltrated like every other Tuesday. And they're just like, oh, we've got some Romulans in the house. Yeah, okay, sure. Anyway, um, Picard, his outfit, uh, decided to visit Vasquez Rocks. Yeah, because that's the Star Trek place to go. He's going to go see his old pal, Rafi. Who doesn't Turn like around. him and call that cab to take you right back where you came from. It just wants to talk. There isn't anything you could say that I want to hear. Secret Romulan assassins are operating on Earth. Is that the 86? He brought a bottle of wine, of course, from his chateau. I like Rafi's character a lot. Uh, she's pretty. Uh, she's pretty damaged too at this point. Actually, one of the things about this whole series is is how damaged nice and messed up most of now? these characters are. How's life in Starfleet, Lieutenant Rizzo? That ridiculous disguise, round ears. You look like a plucked whacker. Shut up. <laughs> Any progress? Yes. Slow. 
But I'm still confident that my approach, which you approved, is the only sound approach. I hope that confidence is not misguided. It's always weird to if me when Romulans have like a British accent. Soon, I'll be obliged to unapprove it. <laughs> Something weird about it, I don't know. Sakes. I guess even if they're Americans, it would be weird Commodore too, right? Commodore O is quite distressed. She has been a useful ally for a long time. I can't have her turning on us. I suppose if another species was learning a language, when you they could arrive. pick up an accent or use one if they wanted to. I'm on top of it. So these two are brother and sister. Um, so it would seem. She's communicating have it you found via hologram to her Has brother. the machine given up the location of its fellow abominations? Really, has it told you anything at all? Grave reservations have been expressed about your approach, baby brother. I don't have to tell you, the stakes couldn't be higher. Oh, has reservations. Profound reservations. There is no one whose survival matters more to me than yours. Except my own. If you've made no progress, by the time I get there, I will have no choice but to try my approach. Unfortunate. As it may have been. If there is another such disaster, it will undoubtedly consume you and me too. So that's a bit of a threat. Basically, you know, the soft approach with the girl is not working and sister's gonna show up and, and you know, do something a little more intense, which of course you know that's gonna happen. But anyway, there's maps and legends second episode of Picard a lot of uh, a lot of good uh, good scenes a lot of good info got shared I like it quite a bit I really like this series I, I don't know some people on the forums and Facebook and all these places out there are like you know they don't like discovery they don't like Picard um, I, I don't know I don't know P Picard really surprises me quite a bit because you've got Patrick Stewart I think this is a really interesting series, really interesting ideas, and yeah, and it's and it's set you know post TNG and all that stuff going forward. So, but um, I think season two is going to be a lot of fun, and I think they're doing season. Um, I think they're doing dialing down the uh, video here and stuff. I think they're doing season um, season two and season three basically back-to-back -back for Picard in terms of filming. Um, they've already been approved for doing a season three. The question I'm wondering is, Are the, is season two of Picard going to be, you know, a standalone season or because they're doing these things and filming them back-to-back, -back, is there going to be some kind of interconnection? You know, we've got Q coming back. It's been recently reported again, kind of unofficially, but it's been talked about for a while that Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in season two. So a lot to look forward to. There's a, in the in the uh, trailer you can already see for season two. There's going to be some time travel involved, or something, um, something related to that. Basically, Q messes with him again. It looks like and changes things, and makes makes things on Earth quite a bit different than they turn out to be. And of course, Picard has to figure out a way to make that not happen. Is basic, you know, basically looks like season two is. I'm excited by it. I, you know, it's more more Picard in action, more more fun, and I think they really developed a nice crew and cast with him in season one. So I'll be back uh, at some point. We'll do some more episodes of Picard, Discovery. Maybe eventually I'll go back and then. It, you know, it's funny when when Discovery started up and 
Picard now, and we have Prodigy and Lower Decks. Uh, I I kind of stopped doing a lot of the recaps or reviews or commentary episodes of the older Star Trek series, but I should get back to that at some point. I'll try to slide one in maybe um, maybe in the new year. We'll see. I haven't really laid out the December schedule yet, but um, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I, know, I didn't say this earlier in the in the show, but if you want to support the, sh- the, the show and the podcast, uh, you can do that at... Um, over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Trucks and Sci-Fi uh, to support the show. Appreciate, very much appreciate everyone who does that. Uh, that That's there. Uh, also, I have a video site where I put up different videos for things. I put the Halloween show out there. I'll do a holiday show, I'm sure. That's over at Vimeo, uh, Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com forward slash Trekkie. I sometimes put some of that stuff up on YouTube, but... YouTube is kind of uh, it, it. It just there. There's too many commercials, too many ads, and they also just everything gets flagged as you're you're infringing on copyright stuff. And I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like I, for example, I um, I've recently purchased some software um, from this place called Topaz Labs, and basically what it is is it's a um, uh, a video enhancement type of software. I have a lot of old TV shows on DVD, for example. DVD resolution is not Blu-ray resolution, and a lot of these shows will never be put onto Blu-ray. So I kind of wanted to get something and play around. Well, we even have like Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Both of those are only um, on DVD. You know, they they did a a Blu-ray edition of uh, TNG. They have Blu-rays of of Enterprise and on because basically those were kind of filmed that way digitally and it was easier for them to do that but but the two missing series basically in in high def are ds9 and voyager so anyway i got this software and there was an older show from the 80s that i loved called remington steel and i i was playing around with it a little bit the other day doing some tests trying to enhance the video of the just the opening one or so one minute or so credit and i i put it up on youtube and and immediately it's flagged as a copyright thing. And I okay, I get it. I don't. I didn't make Remington Steel. I don't own that. It's just something I'm doing for fun. I don't make any money on YouTube, um, or or from doing these things. In fact, I spent money to do this because the software I bought costs money. But it's just me, my little hobby and my little fun, and trying to share it with people. But and again, I get that you you know these things. But you go to YouTube and there's just whole albums of music on there that people have posted and whole whole other things you know whole tv shows whole episodes of remington steel on there and my little one minute clip that's the thing i don't get i get that you can do that and they do do that but be you know if you're going to do it be consistent and there's certainly things on there a lot more (laughs) copyright infringing than than my little uh thing but anyway so i don't know how i got off on that tangent uh oh oh just talking about my vimeo site so vimeo um doesn't flag things quite as much although they put up that little behind the scenes obi-wan clip and i put it up on my vimeo site and immediately it got flagged and taken down uh which is very unusual and then the weird thing is that obi-wan preview of the kenobi series you know disney the very next day they put it up it had kind of slipped out somebody got a hold of it or something and so a lot of people started posting it up on youtube they and i put it up on vimeo and disney was playing whack-a-mole knocking them all down and uh 
and then the very next day they put it up officially. And, and I, I get they want the views. But if you look on on YouTube, I, I don't know, sorry, don't mean to be, you know, ranting or whatever. I'm not really ranting, but it's just the weirdness of the way they do these things. You, you look on, go, go look for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, for example, and whole piles of people, like, put it up. Like, like you know, it gets released officially by whoever really does it. Sony, I think, still. Is it Sony um, or Marvel or, or Disney? I don't know. But whoever officially releases it, and then a lot of people copy it and, and they put it up on their own little YouTube page. And, and some people who are into movies and do a lot of movie reviews and things get a lot of views. And I guess I'm like, okay, you're cool with that? I just don't get it. It's just so weird to me. But anyway, that's the internet, the Wild West still. <laughs> Maybe one day it'll probably be worse, truthfully. It'll it'll be more controlled like television and movies and stuff. So we, I don't really want that to happen. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hey, I had a lot of fun. It was good to do another show. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, not sure what what next week will bring. Probably be a repeat episode, um, or or a guest or something, something something unique like that. And I'll probably be back in a couple of weeks. But I'll get the December schedule laid out and put it up on the uh, put it up in the old forum, which is where usually where I list it. So, everyone, take care. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, be careful out there. Uh, a lot of COVID around, and uh, I sure hope you're getting vaccinated because it's it's the logical thing to do, as Spock would say. So, all right, everyone, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Dusty Podcast Production.